Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host, Todd Fox, along with his two other co-hosts. Hi, guys, it's Courtney. Always nice to be back. Hi, guys, it's Fernando. Always <laughs> nice to be back. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and we have a special guest on this show. Thanks, Fernando. Um, who it just knocks it out of the park more than the Angels do. And that is Randy Yaws, who creates all our greatest, greatest designs for our Red Bubble. So let's let's give a, a round of applause for Randy. Literally, the merch is so good that people are now stealing the ideas. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wish I was. Well, no solo home runs here, fellas, ladies. Honorary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fella. She's good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> she got. She was saying earlier before the show that she got called out for being a girl at third base, and she showed him. She showed that guy who was Ooh. boss. Did you Love steal it. home? No, there's no stealing home in slow pitch, but I did hit a triple oh. off the wall, so that's fine. All right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> did he college. give you the pretty good for a girl? Like, did he? Yeah. They were actually playing me deep too, and I still burned them. So I was like, "There you go." <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. And that's after an ACL. She probably would have turned that into an inside the park before. So Exactly. I was jogging and I was intoxicated. So <laughs> there All you right. go. Sounds good. So yeah, when Justin Upton's intoxicated, he just kind of runs the first base and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, Artie doesn't even move and he's intoxicated. He just sits there. Um, He's all, oh, three million fans, three million fans. I love you. My billboards are so good. <laughs> so I can make can, that joke. I'm a Latino man. Yeah, you could say that. I can't. So yeah, yeah. I'm a Latino man. But I'm a me, Mexicano, so I can say, woohoo, viva los angelitos. There you go. <laughs> Let's get to the meat and potatoes. We uh, we had a four game series where the Angels, before it started, just like three other series before that were made out to be must win. The Angels still had a chance with all the procrastinating that they've done all season to win games, had a chance that even if they just picked up three out of four, preferably a sweep, but three out of four would have been more realistic, just to at least send a message and gain a game on Oakland. And they, what happened, guys? What happened? Trash. We're trash. That's what happened. We just suck. Um, I'm sorry. Is that a little blunt? Um for me, for me personally, I think the loss that I think was the most irritating to me was the one, the one zero, mm -hmm. the one zero loss, because that, like one person just couldn't make a difference at all. Like whether it, I mean, I think you made oh two right. It was two it was nothing. Yeah, two nothing. Yeah, two nothing. Mm -hmm. So I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. but. Okay, <laughs> still it's just like not anybody in our lineup can make a difference and we we literally just can't string together anything and I know we've talked about it before we can't have like we don't have productive outs we leave so many runners on it's just and it's just so frustrating to see so I mean I think for me personally like that loss was more irritating to me than the blowout today um <laughs> like I just I don't know. Our bats just went fucking cold and you just, you just see it. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is stupid. <laughs> what you got, Fernando or Randy? Oh man. Well, I didn't get to see the first two games, but this, uh, uh, that, that game yesterday, that was cool. Uh, 
it'll be nice to see a couple more runs. Uh, today was just pathetic, man. Um, this lineup without Trout, dude, this is it's mediocre at best. Uh, I don't know. I've said it in the chat before. I don't know how you expect this team. I mean, it could it could float above 500 all at once all season. But if you can't compete with Oakland, I don't know how you expect to compete with the team that just beat up their damn teams through the trade deadline. It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just ain't going to happen. And Reed Dentmers today, I mean, rookie, young kid. You just got to chalk it up for what it was. Um, then again, where was the lineup? I mean, after Stassi's home run. Mm-hmm. So, Fernando, what you got on this one? Yeah, man, just an overall frustrating series. And, I mean, to be honest, I don't think either team deserved to win the game on Saturday. I mean, that was just, you know, BS all the way around. You know, one nothing. I mean, what are we doing here? And it was, you know, it wasn't even a good one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just I, – I, I'm really tired of the play as of late. And what frustrates me the most – is the fact that, you know, at the trade deadline on Friday, they didn't commit to anything yet again. I, you know, like that meme I posted where it's like the guy who's sweating and, you know, he has to pick between the options, but this time he picked both and it's buyers and sellers. We do it every single year. You got to commit to something because at the, the last six years, we've committed to being average. You know, stars and scrubs have been the approach that the Angels have had and it keeps showing in series like this. It, it's always apparent when we're facing our division. We take care of either the mediocre teams or the teams that are really good, and we always lose to the bad teams. Like That's kind of how it goes every year. This year, it's us not taking care of our division. But, you know, the last two years, it's us, you know, killing teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and losing to teams like the Rangers. Like I said, it's one or the other, man, and I'm just – I'm tired of it. I really am tired of it, and it's just – Really kind of boiling point this weekend. I think real quick for me is I think those moves could have been made no matter what. The ones that we did make getting those pitchers. I like those moves. Uh, yep. you know, obviously, Selman didn't do his job today. That was, I think, the biggest disappointment for me because, like Randy said, Detmers is a rookie. He's going to take his lumps. I'm fine with that. Um, but my thing is if you've seen how the offense cannot carry any kind of momentum whatsoever – you either get after the managers to shake things up or you bring in players that are going to beef up the lineup because, again, we have no time to on Rendon. He could be lost for the season along with Trout. So why not go out there and get a third baseman? So like Fernando was saying, we didn't commit to nothing. And we should have just committed to the hitting because the ERA for the month of July was sparkling, second best in all of Major League Baseball. So there's no excuse for the – we really didn't need to have to pitch – dip the pitching. I mean, Scherzer would have been nice, but to get a hitter or two – would have really helped out. And um, the fact that, like, I'm with Courtney as well and with Randy as well, the lack of play, the lack of heart, you just don't see nothing. Like he said, after the second inning, they got that, that home run. It's like they didn't do nothing. Not one hit the rest of the game. You just can't win like that. I mean, for, for the most part, that four-game series, you asked your pitchers to do one thing, they came to the ballpark and did it, with the exception of maybe Detmers having that bad inning. Four games against Oakland, you pitched three hell of a game, uh, really good games, and you only won one, and it was one to nothing. Like Fernando said, come on, really. Um, as far as as far as this series, takeaways on the hitting that what you could, or what do you guys think? Who would have been the X factor? Do you think if they were to pick up someone on the deadline or a couple people? You guys want to take a shot at that? Honestly, I would have went for Chris Bryant for a third baseman. Like, don't get me wrong. I know we're trying to give Mayfield a chance, you know, and I think he is, he's performing okay for how much time he's had, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I know he's still had a few errors, you know, sometimes his hitting isn't consistent, but he does get a few big hits. Um, But I would have liked a third baseman. Personally, I don't like Trevor Story. I don't know why. I just, Mm -hmm. nah. Um, Chris Bryant, he's, you know, he's a California kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would have liked to see him in an Angels uniform. That's just me. Um, you know, and so I would have liked a third baseman or some type of stick. Um, so I, I would have liked to see that type of trade. I think we need to cool it on the pitching now. 
Um, so <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, I think we just need to give our guys time to develop. Uh, Detmers, I think, you know, he's a rookie. I think he only did what, two or three games in AAA before we even brought him two. up in the first yeah. two. So, I mean, and good God, I, I honestly think, I honestly think we set him up by for, by having him start Oakland. I yeah. think we should have had him start the Rangers. Like, yeah. why are we going to put him, why are we going to start him against a team that, I'm sorry, that owns us in the first place? Like, why are we going to put him up against Olsen that, is, that we know is going to just fucking yak one so but I mean, the, the, wait the, the opposite side of that is Shohei Otani's first career start was against Oakland and he you know made him his bitch that is also true yes but I think I think personally at least what I've seen the last few years sometimes we don't set our pitchers up well for a successful career like I know with Baria he struggled a little bit when we first uh, when we first brought him up um, but I think personally, we always put him kind of like in shitty situations to where he kind of couldn't succeed, um, or at least it would be hard to. Um, I know sometimes I do have the philosophy where you want you sometimes you do have to learn by throwing somebody out into the fire, um, mm -hmm. or I guess out into the pool. But I just think as confidence wise, I think Detmers would have done better if we started him against the Rangers. I think maybe it just would have been a little bit more of a confidence boost. Um, and then hopefully we would have had the sticks to back him up. So it wouldn't feel like a total loss on him. Agreed. what you got, Fernando? Um, you know, I, I can't really necessarily think of any X factors. I mean, you know, we can sit here all day and talk about guys who we should have gotten. But I'm just a little more frustrated at the injuries that have, you know, brought us into this position in the first place. I mean, yeah. you know, we're having a much different conversation mm -hmm. if we have guys like Trout, Rendon, and Jared Walsh in the lineup. I mean, as of right now, it's literally Otani and a bunch of AAA guys or a bunch of guys who should be in AAA. You know, we can sit here all day and say, oh, yeah, we should have got Chris Bryant. We should have got Trevor Story, this guy, this guy, this guy. But at the end of the day, the guys who we have are talented enough to where they should be stepping up. And I get it. Oakland is a hard team to beat. But there's no reason we should be scoring, you know, one run the first three games of the series. I mean, that's uncalled for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Situational hitting. Bunt the guys over. You know, if you're, I understand there's some games where you're not going to be able to get that big hit. You're not going to have power. You're not going to get home runs. But that's where the situational hitting, and that's where smart base running and smart baseball comes into play. I can tell you one thing. Joe Magnolia says, oh, well, we're playing like it's 1985. In 1985, these guys played with some cojones. In 1985, these guys found a way to get on base, have productive outs. Now, in modern day baseball, it's you know what, man? I'm gonna fucking hit a home run or nothing. I don't care. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it, I get it. That's how baseball is. But if you're playing like it's 1985, playing like it's 1985. Yeah. So that's that's my thing, man. You know, there's a couple X factors we should have gotten. Really, I think it started with trying to fix your back end of the bullpen. Uh, Rodriguez from the Pirates would have been a great guy to go after. <sighs> yeah. Uh, you know, hell, even a starting pitcher like a John Gray, I get it. He would have been a rental. But that's why you pair him up with somebody else. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you give him a guy like a Brandon Marsh, and in return you get a Marquez and a John Gray. Hell, probably even a Trevor Story because Brandon Marsh is a big piece. Yeah, he is. So you give him a big piece, and you get three guys in return. One of them you offer a qualifying offer to. John Gray could have helped you at least for to stay contention this year you know and maybe to mentor the young guys because I mean he's played in some big games at the beginning of his career so you know I'm not mad at the moves Perry made actually I like the moves he made but on the other hand you know th there's always more work that could have been done that's mm -hmm. what I got to say for now ready yeah I like the moves Perry made I mean we got some pretty decent pitching prospects in the in the process um and that all that told me was that we're playing for next year, guys. I mean, I mean, I, are we really going to throw a bunch of good prospects at like a team like at Chicago, the way we're playing, when, we, when we're going to have Rendon back next year? It just doesn't, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. I guess if you're going to, if you were to trade for anybody, I would have maybe gone after like Wilson Contreras or something, you know, power hitting catcher. Can yep. also be in the locker room, 
Um, but like I said earlier, I mean, if you would have got anybody, I mean, was this team still going to go anywhere with the lineup that we have? I mean, even if you added one more power bat or even not even a power bat, just, a, just somebody that can hit. I mean, because the rest of this team proved that they can't drive in runs. Yeah. So, I mean, we would have mortgaged whatever we had for probably finishing third or fourth down the wild card and third place in the division probably. So, I mean, honestly, I like what we did. We're playing for next year. Let's see what we can do in free agent. I honestly, that's what I really hope we do in free agency is go after someone like uh, uh, Trevor Story or um, Correa from Houston. We need a shortstop because Iglesias, as good as he is, as magical as he can be, <laughs> that bat's a joke, man. Yep. The bat's a joke. Man, Carlos Correa, that's going to be a tough sell to Angels fans. Yeah. Tough sell. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all about winning, man. You know what I'm saying? It's time to win. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. People will line up to give that man a handshake or a hug if he wins, if he wins us a ring. Oh, I would take him in a heartbeat just because he did it against the Dodgers. That's why I'd be like, hey, welcome home. <laughs> but remember, he's a cheater. I yeah. still I still like him because he did it against the Dodgers. I'm sorry. I'm in the minority, but, you know, I'll, I'll boo the Houston Astros team just because I hate him. But uh, the fact they did it against the Dodgers it makes my heart good. <laughs> I um, can't because it's like disrespecting baseball, like no, I, as a whole. Uh, that, and that's just me. Like there, there was no reason for that Astros team to do what they did. Like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm a Dodger hater, just like everybody else, or at least all the other Angels fans. Don't get me wrong, but just the baseball in me, you didn't have to do all that. And then for the for like really none of them, even the year after, to like acknowledge it. Like even when it came out, they still try like tiptoe around it. Like, oh, oh yeah. we didn't we didn't do this. Like, you yeah. know, like. At least just I really hate Alex Bregman and the way he handled the whole situation. Like, if I'm really picking one of them, exactly. Yeah. Like the way all of them really handled it was just, I think, was just disrespecting the game. Like, and that's that's me. So I I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to accept the fact if we ever took Carlos Correa. I just can't. Mm -mm. Okay. I mean, I I made. Out of all of them, take Correa, but I would never take Altuve, never take Bregman. They're both big-time douchebags. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go with that. Um, I was putting it like Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but I agree with what you guys said. I mean, um, wasting, you know, a guy like Marsh for a rental would have been a bad thing. Um, I think Randy said, you know, they're stockpiling players playing for next year. You got to fill in the holes now. Um, but, and I do agree. Maybe my pick for shortstops, either Seager or Simeon. I like either one of those guys. Um, just depends on how much they're going to cost. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do. I mean, like, I think you guys are right. I mean, if, if even if we were to get a, a corner guy, like, you know, Courtney said, Bryant, something like that, I mean, could we get to the postseason? Not likely. I mean, without the, the players we got and you still, can't trade the training staff or the management you know it's been bad yeah. yeah so i mean think about it 22 blown saves by this team and also just the many mistakes um situational pulling pitchers um the hitters like you guys said launch angles like fernando said swinging for the fences every five seconds mm -hmm. nobody's trying to do the little things like and if you're playing 1985 baseball you're like vince coleman you're like Ricky Henderson, slap the ball, try to get on base, use your speed. No one's using – I mean, we always hear, hey, this guy's fast. This guy's fast. They're not using it to their advantage. No, they really aren't. And I think, um, again, me personally in my background, that, that's how I was. I'm a slapper. I use my speed to my advantage. Mm -hmm. And I would almost – that's how I – that's how I played – I would want to make that infield look so stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. If I seen a big girl, uh, like if I have two big corners, I'm dropping a bunt. I know they're not going to come get it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to walk down to first base and laugh as I do it. Like, it's just reading the defense, you know, and I, we've always talked about this before, you know, if they're playing you a shift, 
you know, your third baseline is open, just take it. Like, I don't, they're literally giving it to you on a silver platter. And no, you are just so manly, so macho that you're just like, no, I'm going to beat the shift if it's the last (laughs) thing I do. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, are you serious? Like, you don't have to do all that. You really don't. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's not being smart. Like, it's just not smart baseball. And it's just, it's tiring to me. Um, you know, again, I find it more exciting to have a bunt, you know, if somebody beats out a bunt, you know, if somebody steals a base and not get thrown out. Um, and I think one of my favorite quotes is actually from Moneyball. Uh, when a player he asks, he's like, he's like, yeah, but you pay me to get, uh, you pay me to steal bases. He's like, no, I pay you to get on first, not to get thrown out at second. No, so I'm- it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, use, use your own qualities to your advantage. You know, Fletcher, Fletcher's our contact guy. He's not, he's really not ever trying to do anything big. He's just trying to make contact, you know, either the defense is going to make the errors or yeah, he'll find a gap, but don't sit there and try to play out of your comfort zone. And I think that's what our, all of our lineup is doing at this point. Agreed. You know, I'll say this real quick. Um, that play where Marsh scores first from first, that's about as 1985 as I've seen all year. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's about as aggressive as I've seen the Angels on the base pass all year outside of Otani. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That, yeah. See. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we need because, you know, that's what you call a spark plug kind of guy. Mm-hmm. This team has really lacked a spark plug kind of guy. And that's what I'm really hoping is going to happen as this youth revolution starts to happen in Anaheim. And I will admit, it's you know, I, I can ride with these rookies. I can ride with these young guys, and I can vibe with that. Because, you know what, at the end of the day, I know Brandon Marsh isn't going to mail it in. I know that Reed Detmer has given everything he had every single pitch. We're not sending out a bunch of tired-ass, candy-ass veterans who, you know, are like, I'm just going to collect my paycheck. I'm just going to freaking lob in a 85-mile-an-hour curveball. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew Reed Detmer was going for it. If he gets lit up, I guarantee he's going to go to his hotel room because I'm sure he probably doesn't have a house here yet and is going to beat himself up over it. He's going to obsess over it, and he's going to work on it. That's what this team needs. We need those young guys, you know, like Brandon Marsh to come up here and figure it out. The guys like Joe Waddell to come up and bring some energy in. Because when energy happens, winning starts because people are having fun. The best baseball player on the planet is the one who's having the most fun that day. If every single guy is out there literally enjoying what they're doing, they're not going to drag, you know, they're not going to drag their sorry asses back to the dugout after having their shoulders, you know, they're batting their shoulder for three straight pitches. Oh, strike three. Oh, la, 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 la. I'm going to go back to the dugout. You know, if you go out there, you can have a good at bat and strike out. And, you know, hey, you know what? I struck out, but I'm going to go cheer for the next guy. Like, that's what you're not seeing right now. Mm. You're seeing them drag their feet. You're seeing them just kind of go through the motions. So I'm hoping that as these young guys really start to come up, they're going to be hungry to do something. You know, we haven't had these young, hungry players in a long time here in Mm -hmm. Anaheim. It's been a long time. And you know what is me is on to touch on that fact is – with a manager like Madden, you know, you get these little off-season videos. Oh, come check out my hippie van or come check out this, you know. Oh, play like it's 1985. Someone like that should have this team playing like, the, you know, like they're in first place. Like they're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And these guys yeah. lifeless and dead every fucking night they go out there, man. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, we're going we're gonna to have these cool videos. We're going to be all <laughs> pumped up about Joe Madden's van or whatever, but. On the baseball field, man, do whatever, do whatever you guys want. Swing for the fences, strike out. Who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost, it almost yeah. reminds me of Tom Hanks in a, a what is a league of their own. Like he was just drunk half the time. At least, at least he had an excuse for nothing happening in the dugout. You know, um, you know you. And, and Randy brings up a good point. You look at the dugout, even with Sosha. I know it was a dead year for um, for Osmus, but the years prior. You would see a collective. Ooh, you, you, you should have chose your words more wisely there. I'm just saying, the years prior, everyone in the dugout got up, and they would they would be right there first to you know high five, butt slap, whatever you gotta do. You, I've seen home runs hit where maybe only Iglesias grabs Otani's helmet or or whoever hit the home run, 
and a few high fives here and there. And, and there's some guys still sitting on the chair, like looking back around on the field, not even getting up. Usually before that was a that was a staple. Everyone got it. And then I see these other fun teams like Boston pushing guys in uh, carts. Uh, yeah. They give the chain in San Diego. There's there's all kinds of cool like little things to keep the teams together. And Randy's like, it's dead. And and, and we as fans can see it. What the hell are they doing in the freaking locker room? I, do they all when they go underneath the the win or lose? Do they go underneath the stadium to the locker room and just disperse and get in their own little cliques? Or you know, I mean, how does that work? Probably. You know, I want to know if they still hit the punching bag downstairs. You guys know that? Like as soon as you go down the stairs, there's a giant punching bag. I don't know. You know, I've sat behind the home team dugout many, many times during the social years. And I'll tell you what, man, it's like cell phone bars when you were looking down there, man, with all those guys standing up there watching the game, you know, cheering the team on. Mm-hmm. Those guys weren't taking seats. They weren't sitting on the freaking bench. You see Weaver's big ass. You see Lackey's big ass. And you see John Figgis' little ass at the end. Those guys <laughs> watching the game. These guys on the bench now, they i mean at least iglesias goes out there and celebrates a home run but that's all he does because what is he doing when we're not hitting home runs runs? yes you know what the one thing i'll say about iglesias is at least he does bring the energy remember remember that one time where he got the ground ball he ran a second he just kept running like forrest gum like at least he's trying he's doing something yeah 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 i'll give him that yeah, he's probably the only person there. But the fact that, but again, like the fact that we have to have that conversation, like, oh, remember that one time? Like, mm-hmm. we have to like yeah. find, like we have to find a memory in order to do it. Yep. Like, obviously, that's an issue. Like, it's not like no, like every game there needs to be something. Like, I used to have a coach that said like eighty percent of baseball is mental. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> if you guys Yogi Berra are- said that. Yeah, like if you're already acting dead, then you're more than likely gonna lose. Like if, and I think even when I was getting scouted by my colleges, like our coach always used to tell us, don't ever let anybody know what the score is. You guys keep cheering, Mm -hmm. you guys keep you know being loud, keep doing everything. Don't ever make it look like you're losing, because if you lose your attitude, if you lose all that motivation, then yes, you are going to lose. So, and it looks, and that's what we look like, whether we're winning or we're losing, we just look dead. And it's just so frustrating to see. I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, there's so many things that make baseball fun. Like, there are so many players that wish they could be on a major league field. And it just looks like our guys don't care at all. Like, hell, I would love to be on a, on a major league field. Put me yeah. at third base for all I care. I would love to be out there and just soak up every minute of it. And these guys just look like they don't care anymore. And it's so mm-hmm. frustrating. I'm going to ask some... Oh, go ahead. Guys act like this if Tori Hunter was out there right now? <sighs> oh, good God. <laughs> Weaver? Come on, dude. Not even. There wouldn't be punching bags getting punched. There'd be players getting punched. Yeah. <laughs> here's, one, here's one question I have for all of you. Uh, it's a kind of a long-winded one, so stick with me on this. I know pre-COVID, you know, you had the opportunity to see how the Angels have had 3 million fans every year. Uh, I know that this season started out with 14,000 only for a limited amount of time or whatever. But we've seen now. The fans are back. They've been back for a good while. You still can't pack this place out. And I think for the first time in a long time, we've gotten far enough away from that playoff season to see the fact that, like, unlike our rivals up north who can pack it out against Arizona and every other game, if you build it, they will come. If you win, they will pay attention. Right now, this is an uninspired team, and I think you're having uninspired fans. What do you guys feel about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's throwing in the white flag. Yeah. <laughs> no. Is that a but, sock? Yeah, it was a sock. I don't have a towel, sorry. I mean, who wants to come out and watch these guys play? Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't even – who gives a crap about Rendon? I mean, Trout's not even playing. I mean, th- I mean, even if we're losing, I mean, other than Otani, watching those two in the same lineup, that's that's the price of that, that's worth the price of admission right there. Mm-hmm. Even in season. But yeah. you 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 couple uh no trout. I mean, Walsh is injured now. I mean, all the other injuries, I mean, the pitching sucks. I mean, there's that's what you get. 
I mean, we're seeing 90s attendance right now. I mean, oh. 18,000, something like that. And, like, even, like, go-tos that would help this team sell out, like, a Friday night fireworks, Saturday night fireworks, that ain't doing the job. Giveaways, people, some people are buying tickets in the cheap seats just to come to get multiple um, things and then leave. That's been a thing forever. They've always done that. But oh, more so, more so this year than I've ever seen, though. Like, it looks like people are stealing from the stadium. Because I see them as I'm walking into the parking lot. Yeah. People are coming with a handful of stuff out of the stadium. Yeah, if y'all going to give it away, because what else are we I... supposed to watch? This trash-ass team? <laughs> what were you saying, Randy? It almost seems like that's why they're uh, dividing the promotions. Bobbleheads, 14,000 bobbleheads this night, 14,000 bobbleheads freaking three weeks later. You know, that way that way, 48,000 people don't show up to this shit show, grab their bobbleheads, go the fuck home. <laughs> Only 14,000 will. Yeah, man, it just – I don't even know what it is right now. It's just it, – it's just uninspired play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it really does start in the locker room, and I'm tired of saying that, but it's just like some of these guys – have to wake up and want to be there. You know what? I, I'm unfortunate because no matter what, I like baseball. Yep. I'll go to the game just to be at the game. I don't mm-hmm. care if the Angels haven't won a single game that year. You know, so that's why when guys are like, oh, well, we need to stop going to Angel Stadium to show Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno doesn't give a shit, okay? Whether you go to the stadium or not. So, you know, Jonathan, Michael, whoever the hell is saying that, it doesn't matter. He doesn't give a, a damn what you think. He got his teeth. So, was that he got his TV deal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got his TV deal. He's worth over. He's worth almost four billion dollars again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know this team's value keeps going up, up, and up. And I mean, Todd said that during the the uh, uh, post game show. Let me ask you guys this. So I mean, Artie's almost eighty. I want to say I think he's mm-hmm. like in the seventies. So, do you guys think he's gonna sell the team in the next ten years? And the only reason I ask that is because he's gonna die at some point. I don't even think he has children, if I'm not mistaken. He has he has daughters, I believe. I believe. Okay, because if he does, if he if he does have children, then obviously that completely changed the my question. But I mean, you guys don't think he's gonna sell the team? Unless I mean, they- I, if he died, I could see it be a, uh, a cowboy situation or. Carol takes over for a little bit, you know, and maybe she decides, no, this isn't for me, and maybe sells the team to somebody. Yep, cash out. No. Cash it out. It, it, I mean, dude, his, he's already made money tenfold. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's just and nobody in his family will have to ever work again if he wanted it to be like that. Um, they mean, already don't have to. He owns a billboard business. Yeah, I mean, like, look, $1.5 is – what I thought the franchise was worth, and that was two years ago. It's like almost over $2 billion now. Um, my thing is with the fans, you got to get – What did you say he paid? Over $300 million, almost four hundred. He paid $184 million. From what? Yeah. $184 million, and the team is now worth over $2 billion. What? What nope. the I, I'm not joking. It's $184 million in 2003. Why did Disney sell so cheap? Because uh, they had to, right? Because of ESPN? I know ESPN pulled out, but damn, dude. Like, Yeah, man. probably why. Yeah, I'm that damn mouse. Well, for once, the mouse gets fucked. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, man. I think I already asked you, Todd. Uh, I, so let me ask Courtney and uh, and Randy here. So when Artie Moreno sold the, or sorry, when Disney sold the Angels to Artie Moreno, Disney sold 99.9% of the Angels. To this day, Disney still owns one thing from the Angels. What do you think that is? They have one thing from the Angels? They still own, I, 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 I'm, there might be a couple of other things, but there's like one major thing that Disney still owns today, that they still profit off of. Would it be like uh, any type of like memorabilia, like pens or something? No. Hmm. You got a guess, Randy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, hey, but I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, no, Artie just bought it. It's the Rally Monkey. Are you so uh, serious? 
yeah, they still own the rally monkey. So they profit off of the rally monkey. That's genius, though. I mean, you're going to keep one thing. Good That's, God. All right, I guess. <laughs> That's why I don't see too many rally monkeys anymore at the stadium. They used to be everywhere. Yeah, I yeah. was like, they used to be everywhere. I remember going into the store and they would be different colors and they would be in different jerseys like all mm -hmm. these other ones they still have them they have an otani jersey they had a calhoun a pool holes, and of course they still have a trout they also have a build your own rally monkey. the pool holes one is handicapped from what i remember yeah <laughs> no, it's not too fast i think my sister i think my sister has a one at back of my parents house i think she has one she definitely has a build your own monkey mm. fuck? i'm about to go build one on my own <laughs> Yeah, if you go to the Hall of Fame store, it's kind of like a Build-A-Bear situation. They have like a little like stuffing machine and, you know, they grab it and they like, you know, put the monkey's ass in it and it, oh, <laughs> it, it gets filled with uh, cotton and whatever else you want to put on it. You're going to dress them, put shoes on them. Yeah, it's just the way I like it. <laughs> I'm probably going to lose stores for this, but man, I hope that Rally Monkey thing dies when we change our logo and our uniforms, man. <laughs> oh... That, that, well, you heard it here first. Fast Times Under the Halo hates the Rally Monkey. Unfollow right. now. <laughs> I, I have to, you know, maybe you guys are on the other side of it, but I'm going to go with Randy on this one. Oh, there goes our followers. I think, I, it think is. <laughs> I think it's time to turn a leaf already. You know what I mean? If we Rally go back Chris is abused. <laughs> yeah, Rally Chris is about to have a fit. Oh, Rally yeah. Chris is getting added so hard. He's getting <laughs> added to the max. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, to me, I don't think this team needs a rally thing. I think this just it it needs it needs a overhaul. Like I've brought up before in the post game, I would rather watch the Pittsburgh Pirates because I know that those guys, like Fernando said earlier, and you guys brought up uh, Courtney as well, and Randy, the fact that they bring up hungry players. You know, they know their 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 team's going to be traded, but you know, you know, for the most part, their best players are gone. But when you watch a game in August and September, the Pirates aren't the best team, but they're out there and they're they're fighting. They're fighting with the Cubs. I used to watch them when they come on WGN all the time versus the Cubs, or now that you have streaming services, you can watch whatever, or it don't matter who they're playing. They're giving someone a hassle. They're not a rollover, and they're they're scoring runs. Why can't we? And, and they have far inferior players than we do, and we have proven so, supposed major league hitters. But again, the launch angles are stupid. The coaching's bad. These guys aren't making productive outs. They're not taking the extra base. They're not working walks. You can just see it out of Brandon Marsh. If the team was made up of Brandon Marshes right now, I'd be fine with that. If they're, you know, because he's slapping the ball the other way. He's working counts. He's working walks. His average isn't coming around, but it will be. And it's just, I'd rather go watch a sinking ship knowing that they're trying to save the ship at the same time, other than it looks like our angel players are like the violinist on the Titanic. Like, Hey, let's just play the song out and you know, we'll sink together without trying to save ourselves or anybody else. So that's pretty funny. That's where I think we're at right now. Gentlemen, it's been an honor batting with you today. <laughs> that should be the meme, dude. Like we're going out really with a fight. We're just playing some crappy tune on a violin. Dude, stay tuned for the meme. <laughs> I will say dude, our meme game has been on fire yeah, my friend who's a red sox fan who's going to be uh by the time this comes out so i i guess i'll talk real quick what we're going to do on wednesday so the plan is for us to have a smack off on wednesday so with the freeway series coming this weekend we're going to have some dodger fans coming up and us angel fans we're just going to have a giant smack off so my friend who's a red sox fan uh, is going to mediate so that's going to be a fun time so take uh, stay tuned for that but um, this Red, this particular Red Sox fan, his name's Travis, he told me, like, dude, your memes have been absolutely hilarious. And that's coming from a Red Sox fan. You know, he doesn't have a dog in the fight, but he said he, A, loves what we're doing, and B, he loves our memes. He said they're hilarious. Love it. I know. I think we got uh, complimented on our gift game on Twitter as well. Nice. <laughs> our gift game? Yeah. Uh, has our gift game been strong? I, I haven't really looked on the Twitter. On Twitter? Well, when I was doing it, yes. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, shots fired i know yeah so uh, hey, hey rally chris has that sick gif where it's like Wah! and it's like rally chris rally uh, chris <laughs> he does that's true mine's still there i use the office so <laughs> i'll tell you one thing though about this page and like i was saying on the message board i know you guys thought i was drunk the other day i was buzzed 
but I was feeling it. I, I meant it. Like, Randy, I don't. Uh, I gotta add you to that uh, that little page we got. But thing is, like, I was just telling everybody how proud I am of everybody. Everyone's done. You know, we work as a team. I'm not in charge. Nobody's in charge. We do this all together. And if we don't do it together, it's not gonna happen. And right now, everything's coming along. Like Chase will surprise me and be like, "Hey, man, the web. We got a website." I'm like, "When did we get a website? Yesterday." And it's all decked out and finished already. I'm like, "Holy crap!" You know. And then Rally Chris is getting those cards, you know, and getting the design from you. You're making these shirts that everyone wants to copyright, and then uh, you know, uh, you know, steal your ideas. And Fernando's out there get busting his ass, getting interviews, uh, doing memes. Courtney's out there putting in her two cents here, working Twitter. Uh, I mean, we just have, and then James doing the pregame. I mean, I'm really just excited to see where this has gone and how it's going to be. Cause I can, I can think of how it's going to be just this time next year. And I think it's just going to be off the charts. Good. And it's all because of all of you. Thank you. Thank you. We, we appreciate the don't cry Courtney. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm just crying a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but and I just, fight, Todd. what happened? You ain't getting my Bud Light. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, look, I it's really it's I think we really appreciate everyone's hard work, and I know it takes time to do all this stuff. And so I just wish that the amount of effort we put into this show all together collectively, the Angels could do the same thing on the field, because man, this thing would be much bigger and more fun to do if they were winning. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know, right? I so I mean, people are like, you guys didn't even talk about the A series, really. But I mean, to that, I say, was there anything to talk about? We we scored what four runs in the span of four games. Yep, yep. And I don't know my math too good, but that's like what one run a game. So, yeah, I mean, but the sad part is, it wasn't one run a game. <laughs> it wasn't even that. We tripled our production and still lost today. So. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That puts it in perspective. All right. So uh, I, I didn't get to watch the, the whole game, but obviously I got, got to see some highlights. What was your interpretation of how Reed Detmers looked? Did he at least look poised? Did he look like he was challenging guys? It looked like the first two, three innings he was challenging guys. And then it looked like he started, you know, maybe near the end of the third inning, kind of tiptoeing his way around. It looked like he might have got rattled a little bit. Go ahead. I think his curveball was pretty nasty. That thing, you know, he had some good movement there. Um, it did look like he he got a little bit rattled, but I mean, who else wouldn't be rattled up against fucking Olsen? Like, it, like what the hell? So, um, but I know he he did come back uh, one, two, three after that, didn't he? I think mm -hmm. the next thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he came back. I think he came back well for that being his first outing. Um, I mean, I'm still very hopeful for him. I mean, I again, I said it before. I think we, I think we just set him up pretty, pretty bad. You know, I don't, I don't agree with the start today. I feel like we should have started him against the Rangers. But other than that, I mean, I really, I'm happy with him, and I feel like all he's going to do is just kind of grow. He's going to learn from this, and I know he's probably going to look back at film. He's probably going to see what he did wrong, but he's going to care because I know he probably does not want to have that happen again. So, um, and I think that with him being a young player um you know he wants to get better he wants to succeed um so i'm very hopeful for the for the rest of his starts randy yeah i agree with courtney um and i think you said it too todd um this was a stupid series to start him in i mean you're sending him out there against oakland and i'm sure he knows who oakland is um you know they're one of the best they're not their players though <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would, I would have sent him against, uh, you know, the Rangers or something. Um, but you know, for the most part, you know, you can see a little bit of nerves in him. You know, that's to be expected. He's a rookie. You know, you know, not everybody's going to be Weaver the rookie year. Um, but you know, if the offense, you know, would have kept showing up past the second inning, you know, it would have been so bad. You know, he might have not got the win or anything, but you know, it wouldn't have been so bad. Even if we would have lost. Seven to eight. At least we we would have shown some freaking life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think the 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 thing was he was nervous, like Courtney said. First inning, you throw thirty your pitches, thirty pitches in the first yeah. inning, um, and then he was settled down the second. But then he ran into trouble. I think pitch selection really hurt him a lot. I don't know if that's the it, it's on him or the catcher not really knowing his stuff. But uh, he he did not go with his go to pitches against 
like she said, Olsen and stuff. So, uh, yeah, he, he did not have success there. But I think in the future, like Chris Rodriguez and a couple other pitchers they got going, I think the sky's the limit. I think they're going to get better. You know, if Heaney was still on the team, you know, while she was saying that they're going to be looking at a tablet, you know, he's looking at a tablet trying to get better. Heaney would have wandered into the locker room and, you know, looking for a Pokemon Go character and like, what are you doing on your tablet? Oh, I'm, I'm actually doing work. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> You're stupid, yeah. man. Just go out there and throw the ball. Who cares? That's Heaney, you know, and we're glad he's gone. You know, I can't say that enough. I'm going to say that for a few more shows. But, uh, yeah. We Roger Lodge is sad, though. Oh, James? Yeah. James? Heaney's gone. James? <laughs> Place on my floor. <laughs> Heaney did so much for this franchise. No, it didn't. Yeah. Look at that sassy. Seven years. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Randy? Look at that sassy home run again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, know, I think they did like Heaney's. Uh, I think he put in seven years with us. They're like, oh, thanks for seven years, Heaney. I'm like, what the fuck did he do in seven years? <laughs> We're going to play his top highlights for the past seven years. Yeah. And after like 23 seconds in, it's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? He didn't take us to a fucking title. He didn't even take us to like a playoff game. What the fuck did he do in seven years to where we're like, thank you. Like, no, bye, go. We'll pack like like Randy said, we'll always have 2015. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the best year here. I swear, we were mourning this guy leaving like he freaking died or something, man. It was pathetic. Right? I was just like, no, hurry up. Let's pack your bags. The next flight is in two hours. Let's go. Yes. I will drive you to New, Jer to New York myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had better pitchers leave here, and we did absolutely nothing. Nothing social media for. And then this guy, we're, we're trying to read the riot act for and be like, good luck in the Bronx. We're going to miss you. Yeah, right. Who cheered yeah. for this ass clown when he came onto the mound? Nobody, because yeah. you're always like, well, over under five or more runs. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Yankees and over. What'd you say, Granny? The Yankee fans are going to eat him alive. Oh yes. Yeah, Yankees Yankees fans. guys. <laughs> yeah, Yankees fans are brutal. Like they still want Stanton's head on a fucking pitchfork right now because he's trash. And then they were oh. trying to kill their own manager when they were losing. Well, they still are, but like, mm -hmm. they're, no, they they're going to eat him alive and i will sit here with popcorn and watch it <laughs> and he's a nice guy so i think it's gonna make it hard you know what i mean he's not you know there's yeah. some people who are built to go to new york or you know some of these bigger markets mm -hmm. and there's some guys who are not i'm gonna be i'm really interested to see how the cubs fans are gonna react to them just being a ball of crap now oh, because yeah. cubs fans are the same way you yeah. know what I mean? They they love the cubs but when the cubs suck oh my god they let him have it so I want to know how, like, the mindset's going to change now. Because it went from, hey, we're World Series champions to, hey, we're the bottom of the barrel. We're going to restart. Yeah, is that the Madden curse? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't know if you can call it the Madden curse for us if uh, nothing ever happens. <laughs> the curse that keeps going. Yeah. Maybe it's a good luck charm if he gets fired. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's like having uh, Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback, like, Tyron Taylor's a, a average quarterback. Next thing you know, like he's going to be bad. He's going to get hurt, and you're going to find a franchise quarterback. Maybe it's going to be like that. Could be. <laughs> Joe Madden's going to give us our franchise manager. We'll get like a reincarnated version of Mike Sosha, like when he first started. Jose Molina, please. Yeah, Would you somebody. guys take him? Would you guys take Jose Molina? Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a trained monkey at this point. Because <laughs> at least he'll dance. He'll do. He'll do it. Yeah, but does he believe in 1985 baseball? That's the thing. That's the big. Question. Uh, who knows? <laughs> the trade monkey would do the sneeze. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the latest TikTok dances. I don't know that. that at the tailgate. It's like you're it's talking a different language. No, it's the TikTok dances. You guys gotta let me be in charge with TikTok. What did I say? I didn't say TikTok. Yeah, no, TikTok. Yeah, it's TikTok or Instagram, something like that. Yeah, Ch yeah, Chase. Okay. Chase says he has that unlocked. I don't know. We had to. We had to check him on that. We could change the password. Played nineteen eighty five baseball. That's probably some recycled bullshit from the two <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays playoff run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how can you say nineteen eighty five baseball and you just sitting on <laughs> the mask on? Like, yeah. come on. Uh oh. 
yeah. Oh, I feel like we're um we're like that movie Major League. Like if we win like two in a row, like if somebody just comes by, be like, all right, guys, we won. <laughs> this is a streak. Let's keep it going. <laughs> like we have to like remind them what they're still doing. <laughs> yeah. So 1985 baseball doesn't mean anything when you're playing little league baseball. It's yes. like, you know, it's just playing. I, I, that's all I want to see. You know what? Going real quick back to the Reed Demers thing before I, you know, put a bow on that one. Mm -hmm. It's not about what you do on your first start. It's about what you do with your second start. Everybody knows your, your career really starts after your second game because your first game is a dog and pony show. You go out there, you know, you're bombarded by cameras, bombarded by interviews. Your parents are there. Everyone's there. So, it, it, you know, it's a beauty contest. You know what I mean? Everyone's just like, oh, my God, look, there he is. <laughs> so, you know, you don't Mickey really Mouse. have time to focus. You're literally just thrown into the fire. So it's really when the second game starts, that's what I want to see out of Reed Deppers. He could have given up 100 runs literally today, and I would have been like, whatever, cool, doesn't matter. He could have thrown a perfect game. I would have been like, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. You know, it was the adrenaline. It's really going to depend on what he does after the second game. So if Reed Demers can settle down, take care of what he needs to take care of, I'll be good. I don't care if he goes winless this year. If he has good starts, I'll blame our offense. I've got no problem with that. You know, our pitching hasn't been absolutely horrendous, at least not for starters. Some guys who we've been waiting to step up forever have finally stepped up. And this is the youth movement I keep talking about because that's what we need. We need Patrick Sandoval to go up there and pitch with some energy. Because I can tell you guys right now, if Patrick Sandoval can keep it going, Patrick Sandoval can be the man in the 714. He he has the stuff. He's got the energy. He's got the attitude. And, I mean, it, it's weird I'm talking about the attitude because we really don't know what that is in Anaheim, right? Mm-hmm. That is true. We're not used to guys with attitude. After Weaver uh, left to go to the Padres, which was also stupid, you know, with, uh, uh, real quick, Weaver could have definitely stuck around in the bullpen. He would have been a great closer. Yeah, good luck hitting a 75-mile-an-hour curveball in the ninth inning. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have came with the heat, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Trevor Hoffman made a career with – throwing 50-mile-an-hour change-ups and was great. So, I mean, I think Weaver could have probably still been pitching right now as a decent closer. Like I'm telling you, I mean, if if you throw off these guys in either the eighth or ninth inning, I mean, you know, you've been seeing 100 miles an hour all day. Oh, here comes a 65-mile-an-hour curveball. Yep, yep. You know, true. good luck. Well, as we wrap it up, you don't have too much left. I just want to say this. There's two guys I want to see unless you got anything on a Texas series. But for me, I just want to say there's two guys I want to see re-sign next year that are leaders in show emotion, and that's Rossiel Iglesias and Cobb. I would like to see both those guys back. I think that would only help the team if you're not going to go out and get a born leader to take over this locker room. I think those two guys could be staples moving ahead, but a lot's got to happen between now and then. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I definitely want to see Cobb back in an Angels uniform, um, and I think Iglesias is a great closer. Um, I, you know, so what? Like, you know, every once in a while, a couple of hits will get racked off of him, but I think those are probably situations to where he, you know, he doesn't have a clean start, or you know, we don't bring him into the best of situations. Uh, but other than that, I love Iglesias as our closer. Um, I think I don't know. I honestly can't remember the last time we had a great closer. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to see him extended. Exactly. Houston Street. Kind of. I, eh. I think I think it was Frankie though, as far as a dominant dude. Yeah, like a dominant closer, like a, yeah. a frequent dominant closer. There like, we go. Like teams had to work really hard not to get to the ninth being uh, being down against us. You know. You know, I posted on the, one of our very first questions of the day on this network was, is Francisco Rodriguez a Hall of Famer? I was surprised with the amounts of no. I, actually, I was flat out disappointed by the no's I got. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, think that people shouldn't have their opinion, but saying no is flat out wrong. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Guy's a Hall of Famer, but didn't he, like, beat up his wife's dad or something? Or, like, There's a special section of the Hall of Fame for that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure yeah you're not like in the front where everyone can see you're like near the back oh okay like the back corner that's fine 
Yeah, dude, anything they had on, like, Trevor Bauer in the Hall of Fame is probably like, ooh, we're going to take away that spider tack baseball. To... Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Randy, about him being a Hall of Famer? Frankie? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I mean, there's closers still trying to chase his record. Come on. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I'm trying to pull up his numbers real quick. Bob and Rasio Iglesias thing real quick. You absolutely have to sign those guys. Cobb's one of those guys, like we heard earlier in the season, he was the dude to call the closed-door meeting. Mm-hmm. And just recently I heard about Rasio being in the bullpen, talking with these guys, you know. That's the kind of guys you need in this locker room. And that's the kind of guys, when, if you need to go outside the organization, you know, to sign guys, that's the kind of fucking guys you need to get. None of, the, none of, these, none of these guys like Joe Madden, you know, yeah that's that's definitely gonna stop um so anyone you got anyone else got any final thoughts on this show because unless you want to preview the texas like i said real quick let me give you guys the francisco rodriguez numbers okay okay so he has 53 blown saves in his career i mean he played a long time though he has a 2.86 cra he pitched in 948 games 437 saves, 1,142 strikeouts in 976 innings, and he's not a Hall of Famer. And two beat up people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What what you're telling me is that Rachel Luba could have been his agent. Yes, we get it. Yes. (laughs) And we don't thousand two world victories without A-Rod, man. Oh, yeah. 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 He's he's for sure an Angels Hall of Famer, and honestly, I wouldn't even, like if they were like, "Oh, we're gonna retire his number." I don't even think I'd be mad. I'd be like, "Okay, I mean, he's probably the best uh, pitcher we've ever had as far as a bullpen." On. And speaking of that, real quick, since you brought that up, why haven't they done any retirement ceremonies this year? There are several players I can think of that could have already had their numbers retired. I have it on pretty good authority that they were supposed to retire Salmon's number this year, but COVID. So I th- I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but I, I have it on pretty good authority with my, you know, people I know that they were supposed to do it this year. was planned. And I think GA is also planned. GA's got to be. I mean, I would have retired Erstad, GA, Salmon, and Rodriguez easily. And well, we you were- can't retire Erstad now because O'Connor. Yeah. Well, you can retire the number, but you can uh, – it'd be like Mariano Rivera. He'd be grandfathered, be the last son of a bitch to wear that number ever. Yep. Yeah. That's what they need to do with Guerrero, too. Absolutely. Or you just change your jersey number and get even more money because now people have to, people like dumbass like me got to be like, well, no, I got to buy the old Tony, you know, 57 jersey. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'll just buy another one. It's fine. Well, the Tony 17 is so last year. (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy? Like 15 years from now and the retired numbers, you have like an Erstad retired, an Otani retired, a Guerrero and a Trout. Same numbers. Some some new fans are going to be like, why do they have the same numbers if they're retired? Well, we're going to have to have Otani play for a lot more years to ever consider a retirement, uh, jersey number retirement. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to do this every year, but I do think he's going to be a consistent 30 to 40. I, I just do. That'd be great. That's an off-season topic about, like, breaking down Otani, talking about keeping Otani around. Mm -hmm. Um, About this season, you know, even if we don't make the playoffs, you know, even if we keep playing like like we're playing, just enjoy. You mean playing like it's 1985? Yeah. I wasn't born yet. Oh, go ahead, Randy, one more time. No, I'm just – enjoy what Otani's going to do the rest of the year. I mean – that's that's worth the price of a mission. Agreed. Uh, absolutely. Now, as far as the Rangers series, I mean, it's a four-game series, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Real quick, I'll, I'll go through some of these starters, and maybe we'll just predict, and then we'll call it from there. Okay. Uh, so, Monday, uh, we don't have a pitcher yet. I think as of right now, Chris Rodriguez is who's expected. That's kind mm-hmm. of the, the chatter, but that has not been officially announced, I don't think. Yeah, it was announced. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Chris Rodriguez is going to be making his first major league start. Yeah. I don't think he made one earlier. He was just a bullpen. Owner. And then some guy named Dunning for the Rangers. He's 4-7 and seven with the 4.20 ERA. All right. 
So thumbs up. Angels are going to win game one. Thumbs down. We're going to lose. All right, ready? One, two, three. Okay. So <laughs> one side is up. The other side is down. I don't know. I think Chris Rodriguez is going to surprise us. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. Sure, it's his first major league start, but I think he's going to try to prove that he belongs. I hope we're wrong. Let's just put it that way. I think he's going to look over at his buddy Reed and be like, hey, yo, bro, watch this. And he's just going to, you know, he's just going to go to town. He could All pitch right, a so one hit via home run and we'll still lose that game because the offense. <laughs> no, Tony will get a home run. Well, I'd hope so. He's due again. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a. It'll be a, it'll be a one-one game. It's like the fourteenth inning. Oh, no, that would that would revolve around blowpen actually holding it. <laughs> not, good not like good it. news, right? So it's the seventh. We're gonna put you in. We're gonna ride it. You're, you're gonna keep going Three from the seventh stage. on. Yeah, we're gonna keep pushing. <laughs> oh man, poor Rusty. Um, I don't. So we haven't announced anybody for Tuesday yet. Uh, but they have Lyles. I think his first name is Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. Retread. Uh, it's not telling me. Retread. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like a under 500 pitcher his career. He's been around everywhere. Yeah. Okay. We should. Well, uh, yeah, five and seven, five and four. I feel like Otani would start that day, a two-way day. I, I, I'm plugging uh, him in on that one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so definitely assuming Otani is pitching, because I know he is that, that finger jam right now. Mm-hmm. But let's just pretend he's going to pitch on Tuesday. Thumbs up or thumbs down that we win with Otani? Thumbs up. Thumbs up? Yeah. Okay, so we're all predicting? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Wednesday, another to be decided. My guess is it really is going to depend on Otani. Okay. And that's for Alfred for them. And I think uh, – and there's no way we've announced anybody for Thursday, right? I don't think so. Yeah. They haven't announced anybody yet either. So really, I mean, this – this Ranger series is just kind of tossed in the air. Uh, I, I'm probably going to say we'll win three out of four. I say we split with this offense. Split. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to split it. All right. I'm the only one being optimistic on this one. So I'm guessing three out of four. You guys are all saying split. You say split too, Randy? Torres pitches a series? So he should pitch this series, yeah. He should. I like our chances for his pitching. Okay. okay. He didn't be going Wednesday or Thursday, depending on if Otani does come back. But yeah, he'd be pitching one of those games. Okay. Perfect. Well, um, let's do the plugs real quick. Uh, since Randy's here, you want to uh, like talk up your uh, designs, Randy, on Redbubble? Yeah, man. Just go check them out. Uh, got some cool signs. Uh, what do we got on there? Um, the butter uh, buttercup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hot fox t-shirts. Uh. We got some cool 80s designs. We got some more 80s designs coming, by the way. Oh, can't wait. Those. Fernando's uh, and Todd's seen some sneak peeks. So, uh, yeah, just go check it out, man. You know, uh, uh, represent the page. You know, like like the boys say, it all goes back to the page. You know, we don't get nothing. It's all for you guys. So go check it out. Support the page. Oh, and the uh, support the minor league uh, baseball players. I really would like to see those go flying off the shelves, man, because I really want to see that cost take off. Agreed. That's turned into our number one seller. We Sweet. sold like five or six t-shirts like within the first night we released. Them. Nice. So our goal, for those of you guys who don't know, who maybe have just stumbled onto our show, is by the end of the minor league season, we'd like to have enough money so we can drive down to the 66ers ballpark or whoever's nearby. I'm not I'm not against feeding some Dodger players if they're the what the team that's here. I'll feed any minor leaguers. And you know, give them a healthy, uh, a healthy dinner. We'd obviously like to feed the '66ers because that's our; those are our boys. But you know, all these minor leaguers are on the same boat, man. Getting paid 12k a year, six or six guys living in a you know two or three bedroom apartment. You know, getting 20 bucks a day, more like eight dollars a day after they pay their 12 bucks to feed themselves. These guys deserve to eat more than just zebra cakes. So we'd really like to go down there and give them some like Jimmy John's or Wobble Grill, something that's healthier, that's actual food. So that's what we want to do with that. Uh, you got anything? Tailgate? Oh, yeah. Tailgate. Yay. August 14th, guys, come to the tailgate. We are starting at noon? 12 o'clock. Yep. 
o'clock. So we are starting at 12 o'clock under the big A. Um, and I believe, were we still going to try to do a live show? Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Me and Fernando are trying to see if we're going to do a studio type version outside or just a on the fly phone thing. We might do a pre-recorded and a, a live. We're just trying to figure that out. Got it. So make sure you guys come out to the tailgate. Um, we will all be there. I will be there for a little bit because um, I'm actually going to be down the street at Disneyland. It's my birthday. That's what I wanted to do because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> but I'll still come to the tailgate just to come hang out with you guys. Um, so it will be a lot of fun. I believe we'll have cornhole, uh, bring your own beer, BYOB, um, cornhole, <laughs> all that fun stuff. So hey, beer is not allowed. Oh, wink, wink. sorry. Happy juice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it will be a lot of fun guys. So, and then again, just keep, um, sharing the page, um, tag us in anything. If you guys go to the games home or away at Halo's Manfield, um, we always appreciate your guys' pictures, videos, um, all of those things. Exactly. Thank you so much, Courtney. And the uh, last thing I'll say is check out the podcast version of this or anything that you've missed on YouTube. Um, we also do the uh, bingo giveaways, which I should do one real quick uh, for the jersey. So I'll release one. And if you're winning in this thing, that increases your chances by paying attention. This was B12. So B12, just like the vitamin, uh, that is your bingo ball for a chance to win a free jersey. Uh, so with that being said, that's my final words. That's all you guys' final words. Thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight, guys and girls. And uh, we will see you, what, Wednesday, Thursday? For the next series, a recap on the Rangers? Yeah, well, yeah. I think Wednesday we're going to do that smack off, too. Oh, that's right. The Dodger thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. And Todd and I also have an interview sometime this week. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Okay. We got that together. And then, Randy, anything you want to say before you go? Just fucking win, man. <laughs> hey, plug your Instagram. Oh, yeah. Fast Times Under the Halo on Instagram, man. Come check me out. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's not for children, you know, don't, don't be, you <laughs> your kids, you know, add me or follow me, you know, it's just adult humor only, you know, we cuss, we bullshit, you know, we talk all kinds of crap, and it's strictly angel ball, you know, it's just nothing else, so, you know, come check me out, you know. <laughs> NSFW, but it's a good time. There you go. <laughs> all right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your nights, and let's go Halos. Let's go Halos. Viva Los Angelitos! Oh my God. <laughs> Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.